The Cougars are back. Play fake. Wilson on the seam. Caught by Bushman. 10-5. Touchdown, Cougars! We're two hours away from the kickoff. BYU football. Play fake for Wilson. A deep drop. Goes for the back right pylon of the end zone. He's got a touchdown, and the Cougars open up on top. This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also proudly supported by Kingarf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. To get you ready for today's battle on the gridiron, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. BYU football fans, welcome into Cougar pregame live tonight. The BYU Cougars kick off the 2019 college football season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against their rivals. That would be the 14th ranked University of Utah Utes. We are live outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the brand new Cougar Canyon. This place is absolutely awesome. It's an unbelievable fan experience. Just west of the stadium, we have food, fun, autographs. You are definitely going to want to come out and check this out. Now, as many of you know, after almost four decades in the broadcast booth, last season was Mark Lyon's final year as the radio analyst. And I think I speak for everybody when I say we love you, Mark, and certainly hope to see you around the stadium this year. I've actually seen him at a couple of football practices. With that news, though, finding a new analyst to join Greg Rubel and Mitchell Jurgens on the broadcast was a top off-season priority for the broadcast crew, and I think you're going to be very happy. We liked having a quarterback so much, we decided to bring in another signal caller. Joining me now, my new co-host on Cougar Pregame Live and the new radio analyst alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, is former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson. Riley, it is an absolute pleasure to have you joining us on the broadcast. Welcome to the crew, my friend. Thank you so much. I just could not be more excited to be here, reconnect with Cougar Nation, and uh, be part of sharing what I think uh, has the potential to be a really special season. Well, and not only that, your very first game just happens to be the first time that BYU and Utah have ever faced each other in the first game of the year. Talk about getting a great game right out of the gate. This is going to be fun tonight. Let's hit the ground running. I mean, what what a better way to kick off the season and kick off my broadcast career at a game against the rivals and one that I think is set up that, uh, you know, if the Cougars come out and take care of business, it'll be a special night that we'll all remember for years to come. Before the Cougars face the youth tonight, let's get you to the three things you need to know. One, for the first time ever, as I just mentioned, BYU and Utah will face each other in the first game of the season. Currently, BYU has lost eight in a row to the University of Utah. And we all know if you look back to last year's game, it looked like that streak was going to be over. BYU up 20 points in the third quarter at Utah last year and unfortunately lost that game. And if you think about it, Riley, the Cougars have had multiple chances over this eight-game losing streak to snap the streak. There have been multiple games where BYU had a chance, just unable to get the W. It is beyond time to break the streak. No question. And today is a new dawn. It's a new day. And as much as us fans love to focus on you know, streaks and all that. The reality is when you're flipping a coin, every time it's gonna it's 50-50 heads or tails. So uh, to quote Bill Belichick, who even though he's boring, he's one of the greatest football minds of all time, it's all about going 1-0 in this week. So tonight, the Cougars, doesn't matter what the previous eight games have been, tonight's all about going 1-0. Number two, Zach Wilson is ready to lead the BYU offense after offseason shoulder surgery. 
Now, Zach was on a, a pitch count of sorts in fall camp. I know that's a baseball term, but we seem to use it with quarterbacks as well. The good news is he is ready to go. And by the way, you're going to hear from quarterback Zach Wilson coming up a little bit later on in the program. I sit down and talk with him for Shep Talk. Look, there's always going to be high expectations for a BYU quarterback, as you certainly well know. And the excitement and enthusiasm for Zach Wilson is absolutely through the roof. With everything we saw last year through the final seven games, not to mention the perfect performance in the bowl game where he went 18 for 18, Zach looks like the real deal. And this offense, Riley, has the potential to be very good. No question. And with the staff returning and the majority of the major contributors from last year's offense, I think uh, it does have a, a lot of potential. For Zach specifically, though, this year, while he has given us a lot of reasons to be really excited and enthusiastic, for me it's all about growth and progress. Uh, he, While he was very good last year, there's still rooms to grow, and I know Zach has admitted that to me. So it's all about taking each practice, each day, each game, and getting a little bit better. And if he can accomplish that, I think we're in to, for a treat. You know, you obviously can talk to this. There are only, you know, few people that can actually do this. When you have the mantle of being the BYU quarterback, what is that like? It's uh, as much as you try and consciously put it out of your mind. I mean, you're you're here and you're immersed in it. You're a student of the university. The obviously the. Uh, community and fan base is extremely passionate and so um, you you do feel it but you embrace it I know Zach and similar to me we grew up from the time we could walk talk and throw a football we've been wanting to do this so it's a moment that you embrace you try your best to take advantage of your opportunity capitalize you know and deliver success for your team week in and week out all right of the three things you need to know this is number three Utah ranked 14 in the AP Pick to win the Pac-12 South and uh, pick to win the Pac-12 in general, plus possibly even more. Look, Riley, Utah will arguably be the best team BYU will face all year, and they get that team in game number one. And there is always motivation to beat your rival, but for BYU, the opportunity to beat Utah this year would be so sweet. You would, number a lot of different reasons, you would snap the streak, You'd be able to start out 1-0 against a P5 team. And, and really, if you think about it, a, a loss by Utah tonight does not affect their Pac-12 aspirations. But if BYU beats them tonight, that puts a significant damper on all of this buzz and hype that they're getting in terms of being one of those sleeper teams in the college football play. No question. And another thing, you know, I, I have my own opinions about preseason rankings and their value. In, uh, it, when but, it's favorable for us, we like right. it. When it's not, we don't. And tonight, despite uh, even though we don't have a number next to our name, it is a favorable ranking for us because the reality is uh, despite all the hype and all the pundits who think they know, nobody knows how good Utah is. Nobody knows how good BYU is. But regardless, if BYU pulls out a win tonight, it's against a team ranked in the top 15 we uh you know last year we got wisconsin when they were ranked so it, we would continue our streak of not only competing against p5 teams but quality p5 teams that are ranked in the top 25 so i could not be more excited for the boys for the opportunity before the boys tonight because uh, to me it's it, uh, the all sorts of upside and a chance to you know reset or recenter uh, so many trends and, and things that have been going on over the past of recent history you know certainly because of the long history between these two teams and being in the same conference forever there are a lot of people that like this game should be the last game of the year and that's the way it's been and that's the way it feels right i gotta tell you i certainly agree that i love having it be the last game of the year that's just not going to be possible on a year in and year out basis 
I love the fact that it's game one. The game that you're the most healthy and the game that you have the most time to prepare for is game one. I love the opportunity to take on this team in game one. So do I. I'll take a page out of uh, Ricky Bobby's book, famous uh, for the, for you uh, comic movies out there. If you're not first, you're last. Well, I'll say if it's not last, it's first. Because if the game can't be on the last week, no better place to have it than first. And you are right. Well, uh, you know, as, as much as people will say that maybe a talent gap is widened or, or this or that. The reality is Utah's best versus BYU's best. Uh, there, ain't, there ain't much gap between them. And so uh, with, with that being the case, I love BYU uh, getting an opportunity to get them at full strength and uh, to, to show what they got because I think uh, not only – being a week one and being at full strength, but also having it at home, I think a lot of things set up nicely for the Cougars tonight. All right, that is Riley Nelson joining the broadcast crew for the first time tonight. First segment in the books, how do you feel? Pretty good. It's just like uh, getting hit for the first time. <laughs> Butterflies are gone, ready to roll. You just got to take that first hit, then everything Six else. Six more hours of broadcast. Let's go. <laughs> Six? Post game. <laughs> You've got like 15 more hours of broadcasting. All right, then, hour by hour. Six is Chef. only going to get us hour through like hour, the middle Chef. of the third quarter. But we sell Coke here now, right? So we I do can, sell. Yeah, so I can Caffeine get a little hit if I need Look, somebody even held up their yeah, Coke. There we go. Yes, absolutely. Right, Coming up, we'll get to uh, hear from Utah beat writer Dirk Facer from the Deseret News in our Know the Foe segment. But next, we're going to let you know more about the brand-new pregame experience where we are broadcasting live from Cougar Canyon. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back. Jason Shepard, Riley Nelson with you. Riley and I pleased to be hanging outside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are in the brand new Cougar Canyon, which, by the way, is absolutely awesome. We're joined by Cameron Knapp, Senior Project Manager from the Tailgate Guys. Cameron, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to get you here to be able to talk about this brand new fan experience. For those that may not be here tonight, explain to our listeners what this tailgating experience is is all about because this is fantastic yeah first off let me just say i have not been down to cougar canyon yet i've been busy up around the corner where we're at but this is awesome if you're not here you're missing out for sure uh but tailgate guys we're you know we're so happy to be partnered with byu now uh just providing this premium hospitality experience that uh a lot of schools just don't have um from you know providing tents tables chairs coolers we've got tvs over there with a, a partnership through dish that uh you know they provide us uh you know any any college football games that you want throughout the day or even if you don't have tickets to the game you can come and chill in your tent for the game and and watch them on your tv in the tent um it's it's kind of a cool experience that that uh, we haven't had here yet so talk to me about the design of this. Uh, BYU obviously is unique in many ways, and I feel like the Cougar Canyon experience, is, it, you've taken that and extended it into this Cougar Canyon experience. And by that, I mean it's family-friendly. You know, it, it's a lot of the things that are present at a lot of other, uh, you know, tailgates or, or other universities' pregame parties are absent here, but yet the energy is still vibrant. What kind of thoughts went into putting this whole thing together? Yeah, and, you know, the – BYU is unique in that in that sense. Um, 
but showing people that just being out here, the energy of game day is is contagious, whether you know whether it's family friendly or not. Um, people are out there. They you know we were kind of worried. Of what are people going to do? Are BYU fans going to respond to tailgating? All right. Um, and we had probably half the crew out there brought cornholes. They brought spike ball. They brought lawn games. Um, they're, they're, they, they got catering delivered or they brought food. Um, and it's, you know, everybody I run into out there um, is, is having a great time. So I think just just uh, being able to experience that, show show that that energy is just contagious, like you said. I thought the, the word you used was perfect, and you used unique. And, and just from a, a college athletics standpoint, Tailgate Guys works with Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, USC, Michigan, Texas, among many, many others, and that's just in college athletics. The idea is to make this experience unique to BYU fans and unique to the environment. So what yes. about this is so unique? What Because you said you worked with BYU. What was it that BYU said they wanted for their fans? Um, the, I think it's really cool that it's almost like this, it's, it's perfect timing for this to happen. Um, coach Satake has brought a different culture to BYU that just hasn't been here in the past. Um, there's, there's people advocating for a better game day experience that the fans really just haven't, haven't requested in the past. Um, BYU was willing to, to go all out this year and, you know, Try something different. Try something they hadn't done before. They did this this amazing setup for Cougar Canyon. They brought tailgate tailgate guys on to 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 start tailgating here, um, and so yeah, it's it's unique in the sense that it was so perfect for us to to come in at this point and help BYU change that change that atmosphere. What what would you say as a guy who does this for a living? What how best does tailgating help fans prepare for the game? In other words, like. You know, show up and walk into the stadium. Twenty minutes, get my popcorn. Yeah. And get, why should they make the take the maybe the extra effort to come two and a half, three, three and a half hours early and yeah, and, and soak in that atmosphere? For those that maybe haven't tried that before, yeah. what would you say? Come and you know, an experience that you may be missing out on. Yeah, um, I think aside from that that energy that we were talking about a second ago, um, it helps the program. Um, you know the BYU the BYU players just drove by a while ago before the Utah players parked there, but um, BYU players just drove by in a bus and everybody was shouting as loud as they could with the rock line kind of kind of wrapping around the stadium. You know, five six hundred people over there where we're at just just going nuts as they as they drive by. Um, as players come in and they see that they're going to tell their buddies you know that are in high school still to to come here. I think it helps recruiting. Um, it helps. It has, I mean, the fan experience obviously is is just different, um, and in general, it's it's helping the, the program grow and, and and be strong. Talking with Cameron Knapp, he's the senior project manager with Tailgate Guys, and they, along with BYU, responsible for Cougar Canyon, and and we have a, a prime spot here in Cougar Canyon. We got fans that are that are checking this out, and you were talking about you're wondering if fans were going to you know buy in and be. I was here at 4.30, a little after 4.30, and Cougar Canyon officially opened at 4.30, and the crowd was unbelievable even yeah. at 4.30, and it's gotten progressively better. So my question, last question for you before we let you go, sure. we again appreciate your time. When fans leave Cougar Canyon today and they head inside 
Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What do you want them to take away from the experience tonight? Uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna say along with that same theme, energy. Uh, BYU is not known for being a rowdy crowd um, at the games, but that's what we need. That's what players want. Um, as a former football player myself, uh, it, you know, being there, being in a loud stadium at kickoff during warmups, um, getting in there 30 minutes before, uh, and and having you know. I don't know, a few thousand people here already yeah. and then in their seats before kickoff is going to help the players get, get get stoked for the game, get hyped, and uh, and play better tonight. Beat the Utes. Cameron, great stuff, man. Appreciate you stopping by. You guys did a fantastic job. And I, w- I was on the website. I've been on the website in the last couple of weeks just kind of looking at some of the other sure. schools just to kind of see. Yeah. I mean, BYU and USC and Alabama, I mean, that's this is the kind of stuff that, the you know, that the Crimson Tide Huge. that yeah. they're getting yeah. in. It's awesome that BYU is 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 a part of this now. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. There we go. Cameron Knapp, Senior Project Manager from the Tailgate Guys. All right, my one-on-one with quarterback Zach Wilson's coming up a little bit later on in Shep Talk. But next, we're going to preview the Utes with the Deseret News' Dirk Facer. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. It's time to get to know the foe. We're joined by Dirk Facer, who covers Utah football for the Deseret News. Dirk, I have not seen you in forever. It is good to see you, my friend. It's good to be here. You know, this is uh, year number 17 in a row for me covering the Utes, so... uh... I'm an aging veteran, if you will. Well, you are certainly qualified to be able to talk about this team and answer this very first question. This is a very important question. It's probably a tough one that I won't be having an answer it's, for. It's a tough one, and we're going to bring the heat right out of the gate, Dirk, okay? There is hype, and then there's the buzz that Utah has right now right. in the offseason. Is this Utah team good enough to live up to this hype? Somewhere in the middle. You know, I think they need, the brakes need to be pumped. Lee Corso picking him to go to the national championship game. And, I mean, that's quite optimistic. You know, they're certainly in position to win the Pac-12 South. Certainly in position to try to get that Rose Bowl berth. Uh, beyond that, that would just be gravy and uh, pie-in-the-sky things. But uh, you just never know if you get on a roll. But uh, I think objective number one is to get to the Rose Bowl or to win the Pac-12 championship. Dirk, and we know Kyle Whittingham does a great job of getting his players focused, at least him and his coaching staff. They right. they couldn't care less what everyone else is saying there. But having been a former player, it, it finds its way to creep, creep into your psyche a little bit. Right. What's your sense for the players and how they're handling these expectations? Have they followed their coach's lead and really you know putting that out of their mind? Or are they maybe feeling a little bit of added pressure to live up to some unprecedented, unprecedented expectations? You know, that's a good question. I think the observation I have is there's very – there's a quiet confidence you know they're not hourly bragging that you know they're the best one of the best teams in the nation but you know they're drawing comparisons at least the coaches are to 2008 the sugar bowl team that this team you know has got a lot of veterans come back you know they had a small senior class last year even though there are a lot of guys that went to the nfl from that group very talented group but uh they have a lot of guys back they've got you know a defensive line that's been compared to the best in the nation with Bradley and I and Lecky Fotu and John Penasini and, uh, you know, got uh, talented players across the board. But uh, 
Like I said, I think they're confident, but uh, no one's outwardly uh, making plans for New Orleans. <laughs> we know how good Zach Moss is. This is an NFL-caliber running back. Right. I know getting injury news from any coach these days is difficult. There seems to be an extra firewall up at Utah to get injury news. There is. From Kyle Whittingham, he just does not want to divulge anything. And I understand why, certainly. We're, at, we're having fun with that. How healthy do you think he is? And, and with that information, how productive do you expect him to be right out of the gate tonight? You know, Riley probably just is better than me, but uh, – he didn't really miss any practices. They held him out of the scrimmages and that. Um, it's a hand injury or a wrist injury or a finger injury. I've heard all the rumors across the board. But I was also told that that can be wrapped up and a, and a running back should still be able to hold on to the football. And I think that's the big concern, obviously, with a hand injury, wouldn't you say, Riley? No question. It's it, Whether it's consciously or subconsciously, and especially if you got something that's maybe a little bit tender there and someone happens to get a helmet on it, then, right. uh, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's playing into your mind. One of the things I heard Witt say this, this last week in a post-practice interview was that, you know, they plan to run the ball 40, 45 times a game, and they right. definitely don't expect Zach Moss to shoulder that load. Right. So who should fans be, you know, listening for, or, or who might surprise us out of that backfield um, you know, with some of their carries and production on there, you know they've got they've got three younger guys that are, are going to see some action. I kind of sense that this running the ball as often as they say they are is a bit of a smoke screen because I, I think they're going to I think they're going to chuck the ball a little more than people think. Uh, but uh, you know, the Wilmore kid from Southern Cal is getting a lot of praise at running back, and you know they've got some guys there. But you know Zach Moss. He's trying to become the first Utah running back to run for 1,000 yards in three consecutive seasons. He's obviously looking and came back as a senior. I don't think he's going to take a back seat very often. You know, I really expect him to still get three-quarters of the load, whatever that is. But you're right. They're not going to run him 40 times or 45 times or 30 times even. You know, I'd be surprised. But uh, so I think a bit of a smoke screen's up there, but and you do have that you have the senior quarterback in Huntley who's proven he that he can, can be ultra productive. So what's the point of having a senior quarterback who you trust to take care of the ball and make you plays through the air if you don't use him, right? Exactly. So they're you know you're kind of looking at it that they don't have to be too heavily reliant one way or the other. They have two you know for for the most part validated playmakers, and so you can share the wealth a little bit. Right, and you know, and in the passing game, they have Jalen Dixon who came on strong last year. Uh, Whittingham said he may be the fastest receiver in the nation, or one of them. So they have a deep threat this year, and they talked about him not really being a specialty receiver, but being an every-down receiver. So that threat's on the field. And then, you know, Britton Covey, another guy is battling, coming back from an injury. Utah's leading receiver both the seasons he's played for the Utes. You know, he'll be involved as well. But, again, he's coming off a serious knee injury. So, you know, the Utes have some question marks, and that makes you kind of want to temper some of these uh, – high expectations and pump the brakes a little bit because it's not a perfect scenario, but they are pretty loaded. Well, and one of those areas that I want to ask you about, we hear the cliche that, you know, the games are won in the trenches. Right. Utah, from the offensive line perspective, what, lost three starters? Is that three starters? Right. So that has been a position of strength for Utah for the last couple of years. I, I don't think it's a strength anymore, Like certainly like it has been. Now they're going against BYU's defensive front, which I believe is BYU's defensive strength. How do you view that matchup tonight? Well, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of question marks. A lot of those Utah players haven't played uh, major college football yet. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt to it. 
Um, you flip it on the other side. Right. And I know BYU has a lot of offensive linemen returning. But Utah's defensive line, uh, talk about a hype machine. Yeah. They are getting a lot of love. And there's you know anticipation that at least three of those guys are NFL guys. Yeah. And um, so, that, you know, Coach Whittingham brought that up this week. That that's really going to, you know, and it's the old coaching cliche. The game's won in the trenches. But, you know, for fans watching the game today, I think both sides of the ball, that would be interesting to watch because, uh, you know, you think Utah maybe has a clear-cut advantage defense versus offense. And I say that respectfully with BYU having veterans, just that Utah just has NFL talent. And then you get the other side of the equation. Utah's got some inexperience on the offensive line. And, and BYU, like you said, loaded up front too you've got a quarterback coming off an injury getting you know having his collarbone snapped in half essentially having having to have some hardware and stuff put in there what uh what's your sense from having covered the beat through camp for what is is they are are these guys going to have to prove more that they can keep huntley upright or are they going to have to prove more that they can provide lanes for zach moss to take advantage of in the run game in other words is protection or establishing the run going to be something that uh, they're going to be more focused on that's a great observation i think it's a 50 50 thing because obviously uh huntley's a threat to run the ball too so getting those lanes open to be there he's put on 20 25 pounds uh of muscle and he's uh he's fans will notice he's noticeably bigger stronger and they say faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the cliches have come out. Of course. But, uh, I hear that about you. Bigger, stronger, faster. <laughs> well, you know. You he had a great offseason. Yeah, see me at Really Crown focused Burger. on his diet. He really focused on his diet, sleep, recovery. A lot of money at Cranberger that I'd love to have yeah. back. But, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's, that's the thing about this, uh, about Huntley is, you know, he is a threat. He's a dual threat guy. And uh, I think one of the interesting things will be if he's able to, to step back and chuck the ball down to Dixon a few times. Defensively for Utah, this is a team that lost some players to the NFL. That's nothing new. Right. Okay, so you lose specifically you lose some linebackers, right? Very significant linebackers to the National Football League. Speaking of hype again, using that word again, there's some that believe this is Utah's best defense they've ever had. Right. How is that possible? Well, you know, in the second, we're talking about the D line, obviously, and they're they're loaded all the way across. They have a rotation of five guys going there. The secondary, you got Julian Blackman. All Pac-12 performer Jalen Johnson, All-American candidate at corner, and uh, and then you know Francis Bernard, right. Cougar fans know is, is the lead linebacker now, and uh, Devin Lloyd, a sophomore, uh, will have that other position. You know they had Penn State grad transfer Manny Bowen leave the team the, mm-hmm. right before training camp. Business started. opportunity. Business opportunity. I wish I had someone. I was 19, 20 years <laughs> old, but. Uh, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see if Francis Bernard, you know, he's he looks noticeably different than his playing days here at BYU, too. He's, he's uh, a little not sleeker, just the hair, right? not just the hair and the tats, but it's a <laughs> few other things. You know, he's uh, he's noticeably stronger, and you know, I, I had a chance to talk to him at length last week, and he's excited about this opportunity to come back here to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and he kind of owned up to some of his, you know, trouble that he had here and said that that's not who he was, and he's... Uh, Determined to turn his life around, just became a father in the past year. He's engaged, and uh, he's in a good place. And uh, but that's a you know, if there was a question mark on the defense, it's obviously linebacker, where they lost you know uh, Cody Barton and Chase Hansen, yep. who were the two leading tacklers last year. But the secondary is really strong. The D line's real strong. So if these guys are decent. That's pretty strong defense because yeah. usually you can hide a few uh, disguises there in the middle, but they may not need to, though. You talked a lot, uh, gave us a good synopsis of Francis Bernard, and we're, you know, as a former 
former Cougar, we're happy to see that, uh, you know, his trajectory is upward. Of course, we, you know, if we can get a couple good plays on him tonight, that'd be great. But I, you mentioned Devin Lloyd. This is a guy that nobody really expected to get any, any, any kind of meaningful playing time, yet he's been thrust in the spotlight. And back when we were devising game plans, you always tried to identify where can we get our strength against the potential weakness of theirs. Right. And as I look at this, Matt Bushman is the most proven commodity and per- perhaps the most, you know, trustworthy uh, receiving threat that BYU has r- returning. And that's there's a lot of potential to get him on Devin Lloyd. Of course, you mentioned those safeties, but really tight ends um, in the intermediate pass game are going against linebackers. Right. What what kind of sense do you have from Devin Lloyd to be able to to rise the occasion? Is he kind of a, a guy that's really showing a lot of bravado? Is it kind of a quiet confidence, or is he maybe someone who's even waiting to prove to himself how he's going to do tonight? He does have that quiet bravado. He said this is the opportunity he's been waiting for. He uh, readily took it, you know, and obviously that opportunity knocked probably a year earlier than he thought. But he's determined to be ready. And I think another matchup that BYU might exploit might be the other corner situation with Julian Blackman moving back to safety. Uh, Tariq Lewis, uh, junior college transfer, is playing that other corner spot. You've got Jalen Johnson, who's obviously a classic cover corner on the other side. So it would just seem natural to me that BYU might attack Lewis and see what he can do. Yeah, no question. And when I went back and watched the film from last year's game, Marquise Blair, who was another one of the – to me it's the trio. It's Barton Hansen and Blair. that, right. And Blair was perhaps the most active, um, especially in the second half of that game last year for, from my perspective. So while Julian is moving over from corner, we'll still see if he can be as effective as, as Marquise Blair. But you bring up great points. Yeah, well, you know, and you put, you put Julian and um, – uh, Jalen on one side, you know, that's closed. It shuts it down, yeah. Dirt, great stuff. Thank you, uh, as always. Uh, it's fun catching up with you. I haven't talked to you for a while. Good to see you. It, I, I need good. to wear a blue shirt. I got this black shirt on in the heat. It's <laughs> yeah. not yeah, doing me any favors. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate you coming down and hanging out with us here in the brand-new Cougar Canyon. Look, we're – Every time BYU and Utah play, the games are always close, and there's always some sort of storyline that lives on forever. Right. So I think we're in for a good one tonight. And, and you know, Dirk needs be. a new one. For eight straight years, he's been <laughs> writing the same story. Exactly. His, his, his <laughs> column after the, ga- the day after has been the same result. He needs a new storyline, a new angle to take. So well, hopefully think, the Cougars can provide that. I think the good folks down here in the canyon would love that. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's Dirk Faser from the Desert News. Dirk, great stuff. Appreciate it. When we come back, my one-on-one with BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Shep Talk coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zach Wilson begins his sophomore season in Provo as the starting quarterback and with a lot of expectations, which, by the way, are warranted based on his play last season. As has been discussed ad nauseum, he underwent offseason shoulder surgery, but as you'll hear, he is ready to go. This week's Shep Talk is with the quarterback. I talked with Zach and asked the former Corner Canyon Charger what it's like to finally have game week here. Yeah, I mean, it's just exciting how fast the, the summer went by and you know, recovery and rehab and all that kind of stuff. And it's crazy to think we're already here. It feels like the bowl game just ended. Is it different or maybe how is it different for you coming into game one now as the starter versus where you were a year ago coming in as the backup? How has that dynamic changed for you? Yeah, there was a lot of things I learned last year, and I think I applied those all to my game of this year and, and, and kind of what to expect. 
um, being being a starter. And so, you know, you kind of put more on your shoulders now because you, you have that experience and stuff. And so I'm trying to take my game to a whole other level. Well, and you've mentioned a couple of times, because you were out for a little bit, the film study, which we know was, you're kind of famous for, how much do you think that has helped you as you prepare to start your your sophomore season, yeah, I mean, huge. I think I think um, film for a quarterback is the is like the biggest uh, thing you can do, just because I think it gives you so many ideas of what's going to be going on in the game, and um, it gives you an idea, um, gives you tells of what's what's about to happen, and so you know it makes your your mental processing of what's going on so much faster. You know, one guy can tell you exactly what the whole entire defense is doing, and so you start to pick up on tendencies and all that kind of stuff. What'd you learn about yourself in the off season? Yeah, that I had so much to improve on. I mean, even though you know from the outside some people can say you know he did great um, so much better than whatever but you know so much to improve on especially even good plays like times I made good runs good plays stuff like that there's still something better I could have done on those plays I already know the answer to this question (laughs) but I think I'm like contractually obligated that we have to ask you this question just to get it out of the way your shoulder 100% ready to go yeah 100% ready to go I'm excited all right, there you go. See, we, we asked the question. We got the answer 100% ready to go. We can move past that. By the way, how much of a relief is it to know that you're at that point? Because I've got to imagine at the beginning of this, even though you know what the prognosis is and everybody's like, oh, no, you'll be fine, there's probably some like, oh, man, I, I hope this is the way it turns out to be here and know that you are that. It's got to be a relief, right? Yeah, huge relief. I mean, I remember thinking right when fall camp started, I wasn't going to be able to – I wasn't, I wasn't able to know if I was going to go out there and be able to, you know, just throw it like normal or if I was going to be thinking about it and having issues. And I'm so glad that it, it, it worked out. Where do you think this team offensively is capable of making the biggest improvement? Yeah, I think overall, um, you know, I think our running game struggled at times last year and same with the pass game. So I think, I think both areas are going to improve um, big time. I think our pass game is going to be, you know, out of this – I mean, so much better than it's than it's been. Um, personally, I think it's going to be like that. And then, you know, adding the running backs and um, the old line up front is awesome. And so we're going to have a, a good mix of both. With it obviously being game one, everybody comes in and everybody's healthy and you're feeling good. To be able to have <coughs> all of the weapons around you on offense and everybody to be healthy to start the season, that's got to be a huge lift. Yeah, it's a huge lift. And I'm, and, and I'm pumped we're playing with the guys we have. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, I know with Utah, is, you know, they were saying they didn't have some of their main guys. You know, we didn't have some of our main guys either. Guys went down. And so I'm really glad both teams are kind of just starting off with, with who we got. When the depth chart came out, everybody kind of looks to see where the position battles were and who got the start. Tyson Williams was named the starting running back. Certainly, Soup and Lopini, those guys are going to be able to help this offense anytime they're given an opportunity. But what did you see from Tyson coming in as a grad transfer and now working himself into a starting job? Dude fit right in. Really hardworking kid. I, I really love Tyson just because you know, he's really serious about football. He's a great player, so I'm really glad we have him on the team. You mentioned the running game a few minutes ago. That type of rushing attack, playing behind the offensive line that you do, that could be a really lethal combination this year. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, with the O-line we have, um, bringing in Tyson and Soup, and then Zakato is a stud as well. I mean, I live with that guy. He works so hard. You know, so I'm proud of all three of those guys for working so hard. Having that, that, that threat of all three of them is going to be big, and, and having guys fresh and being able to get in the game is good. Specifically at your position, where do you expect to be a better quarterback this season? Yeah, just being a quarterback. I mean, knowing, knowing more what's going on, being able to help the team in, in all aspects, whether it's protections or um, getting us down the field in, in situational-type deals. And so just overall as a quarterback, not, not being that freshman with his head cut off and trying to run around and make something happen. I think it was after the scrimmage a week or so ago, you said that you'd watched last year's Utah game like 100 or more times. A lot of times teammates will downplay last year's, like last year's last year, and we're only focused on this year. But I've heard a lot of your teammates talk about how last year's game really is motivation for them mm-hmm. this year. 
What type of motivation was last year's game in Salt Lake City? What kind of motivation is that for you heading into game one? Yeah, I mean, just motivation that we can beat those guys. I mean, you know, it's just it's just uh, 11 against 11. It, you know, whatever rankings or whatever happened last year is one thing. But, you know, I, I really go back and watch that film a lot just to see what things I could have done better. Um, I try to apply what I know now to what I saw last year so that I can put myself, I can visualize myself in those same situations and say, okay, well, last year this is what I did against this coverage and we had this play called. This is what, probably what I should have done. And so now when it comes up for this year, I can, I can try and uh, do better. Utah's defense is really the hallmark of their defenses and have been for a long, long time is their physicality. And they're certainly opportunistic when it comes to turnovers. When you look at the film of this Utah defense, what stands out to you about the opposition that you'll face on, uh, on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, they're a good, um, very sound team. Um, they play their gaps very well. Um, they don't give you anything easy. They disguise really well at times as well. And so, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a test for us offensively. You know, but I think, you know, execution comes a long way. We really got to execute in those, in those tough moments. And guys got to win one-on-one matchups. And, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, a gritty game that guys are going to just have to find a way to get it done. As a player, you have experienced the rivalry game on the road. Now you'll get the opportunity to experience the rivalry game as a player at home. How crazy do you expect Lavelle Edwards Stadium to be? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be packed. Um, I know my mom's helped out with some of the stuff of getting, you know, UVU students in and, and trying to help, you know, more people get into the stadium. And so, you know, it's going to be packed. I know a lot of people are excited for us this year. There's a lot of question marks on both sides. And especially starting with the rival game, rivalry game the first week, you know, it's something not normally seen. And so I think a lot of people are excited and want to get, want to get a good jump start on it. All right, Zach, let's wrap things up with the final four. Here are the personality questions. And with it being the first game of the year, this is a brand-new group of four questions. So you are the very first person I have asked these questions to. Okay, so we're going to start with this one. The last <laughs> movie that you saw in a theater was what? Hobbs and Shaw. We saw as a team, Hobbs and Shaw. That was a pretty good one. I liked it at times. I thought it was a pretty funny movie, but uh, I know some... It's totally realistic, though, right? Yeah, I mean, some, some people on the team... Thought it got a little out of hand sometimes. It was a great movie. I did yeah. see that. That's, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite athlete growing up? I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers just because I, that's who someone I want to model my game after, not just because, you know, he's got a cannon of an arm, but, you know, he's, he's a really mobile quarterback, but he doesn't run all the time. He's someone that, you know, extends plays and has more big-time plays than anybody. He's sporting a uh, pretty uh, impressive mustache. Do yeah. you, uh, you think you could pull one of those off? Yeah, so I've been trying to grow one. Still haven't even been able to start one. So, All right, uh, third question. You can go anywhere in the world on vacation. Where are you going? I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't love vacations. I tell my parents this all the time. When I was younger, I used to, but I just feel like I come home out of shape and tired and don't want to do anything. And, but, you know, if I really had to go, I'd, I'd probably say, like, Hawaii. I think Hawaii is a really fun place to go, um, see my grandma and you know, it's, it's a fun vacation. Spoken like a true athlete. Everybody loves hearing that, that you don't want to get out of shape going on vacation. All right, last question. What does it mean to you to wear the Y? It means a lot. Um, we're representing a, <laughs> a team that's, you know, done really well in the past and had a lot of success and, you know, a team that's struggled in, in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, it's something we're rebuilding. And, you know, there's been a lot of, of amazing players come through this school. And so I'm really excited that we get to represent the Y. Zach, to say that everybody is excited for Thursday night would be an understatement. I'm assuming you guys are the same way. Thanks for taking the time, and good luck. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you. All right, that was Shep Talk this week with the BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson. You're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with the voice of the Cougars. It's our visit with the voice. This Cougar pregame live rolls on next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. We're coming to you live from the brand new Cougar Canyon. It is awesome. If you're not down here, get down here and check this out. The debut of Cougar Canyon here on the west side of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Coming up in our next segment, you're going to hear in Cougar Cuts, the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, as well as linebacker Zane Anderson. But right now, it is time for our visit with the voice, the voice of the Cougars. Greg Rubel joining us outside here at our broadcast location. First of all, what do you think of this? This is pretty cool, right? Can't beat it. This is amazing. For the uh, for the first game of a new idea, uh, what a great response. So cool to be in the middle of it. Good to be back down with the fans before the game. Uh, just a great turnout. Fantastic. So for the first time this season, you just wrapped up a pregame conversation with the head coach, Kalani Satake. Uh, what knowledge can you drop upon us from that conversation? Well, you alluded to Zane Anderson a moment ago. Uh, Kalani has looked to Zane as one of tonight's uh, game captains, and they're not choosing team captains for the season. They're going to go kind of game by game because, Kalani told me, he feels he has so many good leaders uh, to exclude X number for the season he thought wouldn't be right. And so game by game they're going to go, and tonight Zane Anderson, Diane Gamwoloku, Micah Simon, and Matt Bushman will be BYU's captains. Uh, it, 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 it's a loose and confident vibe from Kalani. Uh, you don't want to make mistakes in this game. Mistakes have been killer for BYU. Utah has, what, seven defensive touchdowns over the last seven games in this rivalry. So the mistakes kill you. And, and so there's a fine balance of Kalani saying, we've got to go out guarding against mistakes but not afraid to make one. And, and, and so there's, you, you've got to kind of play both sides right there. He wants his guys to be loose. He doesn't want to make one mistake, uh, you know, cause a cave-in. Uh, so if a mistake happens, overcome it, get past it. And something, Riley, you talk a lot about relative to Zach in particular is he has that kind of mentality where uh, he's probably not going to be undone if, if a mistake should come. Yeah, it's, as I've thought about this rivalry from someone whose senior year game came down to a couple attempts at a kick, um, I hear Jake Oldroyd's looking good, and I've, I've heard uh, Utah is searching for answers. What's your feel on that, uh, you know, on either Jake's ability to come up big and really how strong, you know, Utah has uh, been able to show in camp from a specialist standpoint? Well, it's the first time in a long time that you're not uh, returning uh, kickers and punters with a great resume at Utah. But Utah has gone and found themselves another Aussie rules punter, and so you expect them to be good. They've had a good touch with that. And even though uh, the place kicker they've got is uh, is someone that uh, hadn't done much at UCLA, again, you kind of have to trust what Utah's done with that position in the past. And you hope that, uh, you know, Jake Oldroyd's magic touch reappears for him because he was so good in the few games we saw him as a freshman. But between Jake and Danny and Skyler Southam, I know Coach Ed Lamb feels that uh, kicking game can be uh, not only important for BYU, but actually a scoring weapon and part of the arsenal this season as well uh, for the Cougars. One other thing from Kalani is um, he didn't really use the phrase trust the process, but he was saying trust the process in the game. He, he likened it to Wisconsin last year. And, of course, the Wisconsin was a ranked win for BYU last season when nobody thought they could do it, right? They had just lost at home to Cal. Now you're going into Camp Randall. How do you do that? Well, what they did was they, they, they he, he said, went by the process and didn't so much worry about the end result but, but, but the journey to get to the end of that game. And then we'll, we'll get what we want at the end of it. And he, really, he likened it to this year's game, saying, if let's not worry so much about it's a W or an L at this thing. Let's just, let's just, and again, use the phrase trust the process to get there. And um, again, not, not, not that he's, uh, you know, giving you 
uh, exponential swagger as much as he's giving you quiet confidence right now. And so it was just a good relaxed vibe from Kalani, and uh, he was really stoked about uh, He said he, he, he forgot he had to coach the game a little bit coming through Cougar Canyon. He was so wound up and so fired up by the fans here. Uh, he was uh, ready to go right at that moment. So that's, that's typical Kalani. And so uh, the feelings are good now. We hope they're even better here in a few hours. Absolutely. And uh, you and Riley, Riley uh, getting his first broadcast tonight. We'll hear both of you guys. Riley, you and I have one more segment. We're going to let Greg go. Great stuff, as always, Greg. And uh, we'll hear you coming up in uh, just a little bit. All right. Thanks, Chef Riley. Riley, we'll see you soon. Great. Great. Okay. See you there the we go. It's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Coming back on the other side, we will hear from the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake and Cougar Cuts. It's all coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. It's time for Cougar Cuts. And one of the biggest surprises, Riley, of fall camp was grad transfer Tyson Williams, the former South Carolina running back, was named the starter this week. And according to head coach Kalani Satake, he said that reason was pretty simple. Um, I think overall he performed the best and in the competition. And we felt like um, Soup and Lopini were right there with him. We felt like he earned he earned that spot the right way in, in the competition. The great thing about that, those three brought them even closer together. In the long run, Tyson earned, earned it. So hopefully we'll be able to, there'll be opportunities to see all three of those guys perform. Riley, I'm really excited to see Tyson. Anytime somebody comes into a program and it's new and they're trying to get acclimated, not only to the team, but the area, there's so much on their plate. You wonder how quickly they can come along and to see him rise up the depth chart as quick as he did. I know coaches fans, everybody really excited about Tyson. Well, the last Williams that carried the rock for BYU <laughs> had a great career, realizing we only get this Williams for one year. I think his BYU career is setting up to be special. Hopefully he can keep the momentum he's built in fall camp, carry it through the season, especially show out in game one. Yeah, in fact, uh, Jamal, a little preseason action tonight, his Packers against my Kansas City Chiefs, it's probably going on right now as we speak. Uh, one of the most talked about position battles in fall camp was the middle linebacker spot. With Sione Takitaki now in the NFL and Butch Powell graduated, there was a spot to be filled in between Zane Anderson and Isaiah Kafusi, and Zane said he wasn't worried at all because he knew the talent that was there. That was a big question before fall camp. You know, I, I knew we had some players there, but um, I don't know who was going to step up. Keenan Peely started off playing a linebacker behind me, and um, I, just, I knew he was like, he needs to be on the field. He's one of our best linebackers, and so we found a spot for him, Mike Linebacker, and he's done an excellent job. And there's guys behind him, Payne Wilgar and Jackson Kafusi and Kavika Fanua, and they've all made huge strides. And so I feel really comfortable with those guys right next to me. And, Riley, if anybody's going to know, it's going to be the guy that's lining up right next to him. I, I, I've heard really good things about both those guys. I mean, Jackson Kafusi, this is it's a young player. Keenan Peel, they're both young players, but the confidence is, is there for these guys. Yeah, I think in middle linebacker, you need one attribute above all, and that's hunger. Obviously, he showed hunger in fall camp to go out for the job and to win that starting spot, and now we need him to be hungry for contact, hungry for the ball, hungry to you know produce by bringing it, you know making a bunch of tackles and big spots for the Kooks. All right, Riley, we're going to cut you loose. Your first pregame, at least this portion of it's in the books. How did it go? 
Uh, aside from the sun setting right in our eyes, but hey, if you can't handle the heat, literally, <laughs> yes. get out of the kitchen. There's, so. there's nothing like the sun being in your eyes for the entire thing, and then when it's your turn to leave, the sun goes away behind a cloud. We have to thank, though, Cougar Nation out here that oh. did their best to try and shade it for yes. us, had a good audience Absolutely. out here. The, the constant stream of people going down Cougar Canyon has been absolutely amazing. So can't wait. Appreciate the first pregame. Excited to get up in the booth, and let's kick this season off, baby. Let's, let's do it. We'll let you go. We'll let you grab some food, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, Riley. Thank you. There we go. Riley Nelson, you'll hear him with Greg Rubel and Mitchell Jurgens on the broadcast tonight. And speaking of Mitchell Jurgens, we'll get his view from the sidelines coming up next. We'll take a quick break. More of Cougar Pregame Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Home. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Riley Nelson has made his way upstairs. Jason Shepard with you in Cougar Canyon, the debut of Cougar Canyon. The fans have been awesome. We've had a steady stream walking in front of our broadcast since we went on the air at 615 Local time, getting you ready for BYU and Utah, the rivalry game, the first time these two teams have ever faced each other in the first game of the season. I'm now joined by former Cougar receiver. You hear him on the sidelines during the broadcast with Greg and now Riley Nelson. His name is Mitchell Jurgens. Mitchell, thanks for uh, coming and hanging outside with me. Hey, thanks for having me. It's just, good to be back. I'm just helping you get uh, getting acclimated <laughs> to being outside, which is where you'll be for the next four or five hey, hours. Hey, it, it's the way it should be done. Um, w- once it gets cold, I think, I don't know how we're going to love this because, I mean, I, I had some cold moments up. there on yes. the sideline. Yeah, we will certainly be bundled up. Okay, this is not something that I can talk about because I didn't play. You did play here. Describe what a season opener is like to prepare for and play in. Yes. So first off, I mean, season openers, when you think about it, I mean, they're the most exciting. Um, for me as a player, it was the most nerve-wracking game. And, and I think it's because, I mean, when you look at the, the, week, or the, the entire season, most games you have a week to prepare for one specific game. And even though you may not be doing prep for the entire season or, or, or for the entire offseason, it's on your mind that this game is coming up and you've got eight months to just think about it. So the anticipation builds and it's, I mean, it's just the most exciting game. The, the, the adrenaline is insane. And so to prepare for these games, guys are locked in. I mean, they're, they're mentally sharp, they're physically, they're healthy. And so the preparation is there. To play in them, I mean, this game is fun. I kind of I view it as, you know, in the first snowfall, how excited skiers are and boarders are to get back on the slopes. That's what you're feeling as you're, as you're you know, hoping to get back into the stadium. It's You love football. You want to play, strap them up, and, and go hit somebody. It's, it's fun. Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong. I, I did the research. I have been known to maybe sometimes mess things up. So if this is not correct, please correct me <laughs> in front of everybody. Did you never open at home? You, I looked at the years you were here. Never. You did not open no. a season at Lavelle. You've never so, experienced a season no. opener at home. 2014, so the, the three years I played, 2014 was UConn. Um, at UConn, we won the game. Yep. 2015, everybody knows 2015. Everybody. Nebraska. And then 2016 was Arizona at uh, in Cardinal Stadium. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never had chipped? a home op- I do. I wish I had it. And, and, and to top it off, playing Utah, I mean, this you can't ask for a better situation. And it just just incredible. Yeah. 
That honestly, that is I'm flabbergasted that you did not have a home game in your entire career to lead off a Look, okay. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted myself, okay? <laughs> You're too late on it, by the way. Uh, no, so here, okay, this is my question, and you brought it up. To be able to have Utah here, it's the season opener, it's the home opener. To be able to have a test like that right out of the gate, how much does that change things for a game one? I mean, as far as it changes, it doesn't change anything. I mean, the anticipation for a game one is is... It's incredible. It's it's you, you can't explain it, right? Because the the anticipation is there. The the wait has you've waited just so long, and you want to win game one no matter what. Now I I can't comprehend. I mean I go back to the Yukon, the Arizona, the Nebraska, and how badly I wanted to win that game. I can't imagine what it's like for these players coming into a game where we haven't won in such a long time. And and this this is the stage you want. You're at home. It's the season opener. Both teams are, are 0-0, right? And this is just the perfect time to prove yourself that this BYU team is a team to remember and to have a great season. Something you know a lot about is receiving. And BYU has not had eye-popping receiving numbers over the last couple of, of seasons. As a former receiver, what stands out to you regarding this year's receiving core? Yes, the number one thing is seniority. Okay, So we've got three guys, Talon Shumway, Micah Simon, and Aleva Hifo, who are seniors. And th- there's a lot that comes with that senior leadership. Whether you're padding the stats, I mean, I, I remember as a young player, as a, you know, a sophomore playing in some of these big games, when, you, when, when there's you know, tough moments and you're, you drop behind. And as a young player, it's, it's kind of hard to keep that mentality of, are, can we win this game? Can we do it? And those seniors, I remember looking up to those guys, and it was incredible the confidence that they displayed themselves and how that translated to every single person on the field. And then you, in turn, you know, felt confident yourself. And so, I mean, the, even though they may not pad the stats like, like we hope, you know, you know in the, the Austin Collie days, and um, it, where we have a receiver, Cody Hoffman, that just you know, pads the stats, they're going to have such an enormous impact just because of their senior leadership. Um, with that said, though, with with um, seniority comes confidence, and I I I'm you know very confident that they're going to be able to make those plays because hey I've been there I've done this before and I'm I'm ready to make these contested catches because I've been on the stage. Specifically, how it relates to the Utah secondary, which is very physical. I mean that that's the hallmark of a of a Utah defense anyway. It's physicality. It's it, I mean that's just the mentality. Secondary is is no is no different. Now there are some guys I think that can be tested in the secondary. But how do you think BYU's receivers match up with the Utah secondary? So I mean it's going to be a tough matchup when you look at it. Utah's returning three starters uh, in the secondary, and these aren't just starters; these are all conference selections, all Pac-12, you know, conference selections. And so these these are talented players. Um, and so I, I want to say that they've got, you know, that they're going to match up great, but it's going to be tough. You know, we're not going to see as much separation from the receivers as we may in weeks to come because, I mean, they're good. They're going to be in their pocket, and so the receivers are going to be counted on to make contested catches, um, to make the play, to, to be precise in every single route because the little things are going to matter in this game because these DBs are experienced and they're great players. Um, I'm still confident. I, lo- I love I love our receivers. I was really impressed, you know, with the development of, of a lot of the players that we've had, and and I'm excited to see them go make some plays and and to see what BYU receivers can do. 
The reason that BYU will win tonight, the biggest reason for a Cougar victory will be what, in your opinion? Win the line of scrimmage, hands down. And, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, from the defensive side and the offensive side of the ball, we, we've got to win the line of scrimmage. Um, defensively, I think I think BYU may even have the edge. Um, I love our front. I, I love our front line. Um, they're stout against their offensive exactly. line, which lost some guys. Exactly. But the one thing I will say is, even though I feel like we have the advantage, Zach Moss is a player, and if BYU's defense doesn't hone in too much and they give him running lanes, he's gonna make us pay. Um, and so you've got to win that front, and then co- go to the other side of the ball. And this is the matchup I want to see um, tonight. Uh, in this game is how well our offensive line, because I'm, I'm very high on our offensive line, um, and, and uh, you know everyone's talking about the hype that the Utah defensive line has right now, um, you know projected the, the second best D line in the country behind only Auburn, um, and, and, you know ahead of teams like Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. I mean this is this is a fabulous defensive line coming into the preseason or coming into to game one, and so you know I want to watch that matchup. If BYU can create some running lanes. For Tyson Williams, for Lopini Katoa, that's going to open up Zach as a passer. And you don't want to give Zach any advantage because he's going to make you pay. And, and that's something, you know, that I want to see. So you win the line, I think we win the game. So Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's, it's right up front. It's the offensive line, defensive line matchup that's going to determine this game. I, I could not agree with you more. Mitchell, great stuff as always. It's, uh, look, we're, we're back. We're here. We're, we're doing this. Football is back. We've got BYU and Utah tonight. It's game number one. I could not be happier. Great stuff as always. Uh, thanks for stopping by. We'll hey, let you get back up there. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Let's go. In. Can we get a go Cougs from our fans here? Come on. That's what I'm there talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Coming up on the other side, we will go across the field and talk with the head coach of the University of Utah, former Cougar Kyle Whittingham. That's next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. You getting ready for BYU and Utah? We're broadcasting live from the new Cougar Canyon here, just west of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I talked with former Cougar, and yes, obviously now the head coach of the University of Utah, Kyle Whittingham, earlier in the week. And I asked Kyle, with all of the preseason hype surrounding his program, how has the team handled the added attention? I think they've handled it well. Uh, you know, this team appears to be, uh, you know, grounded and and able to block out the outside noise and and just go about their business. And we we start talking about this way in May with our guy, way back in May uh, with our guys. We had uh, an inkling that uh, we were going to get some preseason hype and and attention, and, and uh, so we started talking to them way back then about you know just being able to ignore it and go about your business and keep your head down and keep working and and understanding that uh, you know none of that hype in any way shape or form is going to help us win any games and so it was a matter of uh, you know just trying to make a preemptive uh, strike at it and trying to keep them keep them uh, in the right mindset and I think they've handled it well. Defense is certainly the calling card of the Utah program. It's what it's been known for for a long, long time. And speaking of hype, I've heard some say this may be one, if not the best defense that you've had at Utah ever. What do you believe this defense is capable of this season? 
Well, we'll find out. Um, you know, that's one great thing about football is you know you get a chance to prove yourself every week and and who you are and what you are. But but uh, we do have a chance to be pretty good. We have uh, a defensive line that's very talented, very deep. Um, you know, three of the, those three seniors that we have, Bradley and I, Lecky Fotu and and John Penasini, are all guys that we believe are going to have a, a career playing playing at the next level and and that's where it starts for us we uh we lost some really good linebackers last year and chase and cody but uh we have uh you know two really good ones we think this year and francis bernard and and devin lloyd to fill those shoes and then the secondary is solid you know we had uh julian blackman and, and jalen johnson are the two keys back there as well as javelin gidry and and uh we've had uh you know a pretty good run with, with good secondary play as well yeah cougar fans certainly aware of how good francis bernard can be on the other side of the ball andy ludwig returns to the hill as the offensive coordinator how do you hope the offense evolves under andy well, if it can evolve like it did the first time he was here, that would be great. I mean, uh, you know, he was here for my our first four years, and of course that last year culminating with the 13 and 0 season and a, a Sugar Bowl victory, and and uh, you know we were very good on offense that year. And so if we can uh, get back to you know to how we were playing offense, uh, you know, back when he was here the last time, that would be a you know outstanding for us. And and I can tell you right now, the players are really excited about. Uh, you know Andy and his scheme and what he's brought to the table and have really embraced uh, you know his system. Well, and speaking of those players, Huntley has quite a few weapons around him, and first and foremost is Zach Moss. We all know how good that guy is. We know what Britton Covey can do, but I've heard you talk about the improvement and then specifically the speed of receiver Jalen Dixon quite glowingly. What do you need to see from the offensive playmakers to feel like that side of the ball is taking that next step? Well, we need to make plays, and, and something that we had a problem with early last season was uh, we sputtered. Uh, you know, some drop passes and we're just a little bit out of sync and so we need to start much better than we did last year and and uh be more consistent at the receiver position uh Jalen Dixon as you mentioned we feel he's one of the top deep deep threats uh in the country and he's a guy that has blazing speed and and uh the rest of the receiving core that's around him you know Britton Covey's a, a proven commodity our leading receiver from last year and, and so he returns and uh we have Damari Simpkins who's a solid guy he'll be a senior this year as well and Samson Nakua, Brian Thompson, who we think is a terrific receiver, has been plagued by injuries his first couple of years in the program. But, but uh, knock on wood, right now he's healthy, and so we're excited to see what he can do. To say that the Utah kicking game has been a weapon for you uh, would be an understatement. You have a new kicker, though, in UCLA grad transfer Andrew Strau and, and a freshman punter in Ben Lennon. How do you feel about that aspect of your team heading into the season? Well, time will tell, but uh, we did lose two great ones. You know, We had the Mitch Wisnowski, the fourth-round pick of the Niners, and then uh, Matt Gay, who was a seventh-round, sixth or seventh-round pick with Tampa Bay. And and so that's uh, as good a tandem as you'll ever find in college football between those two guys. So so big shoes to fill there as well. But uh, Ben Lennon, our punter, is another Australian kicker. It's the third, third in a row. We had Tom Hackett, and then, of course, Mitch, and now Ben. And he uh, has done very well in in uh, practice and so if he can translate that to games then we should be in good shape there and and Andy is uh, a guy that uh, is a grad transfer he just has one season left but but so far in camp he's been the guy that uh, has been the most consistent. Kyle, Australia is a place I've I've never been. Always wanted to go. Do you uh, do you try and make sure that you make those trips over to Australia for those recruiting trips? Well, I make I just do it by phone call. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know, work we, in we a trip to Australia. Yeah, I, I haven't been there either. I mean, I, I don't do well on long flights, and that's about as long as it gets. Yeah. So, 
So, but we have sent coaches over there. We've had guys go down there and and uh, rack up those frequent flyer miles. But I've been able to just do it from my office chair here, and we got a guys guys down there that we really trust and and know their stuff, and and uh, we just uh, you know make a phone call, and uh, then all of a sudden we get a punter coming our way. There you go. Talking with the head coach Kyle Whittingham of the Utah Utes for just a moment or two more. The beauty to the first game is that both teams get the entire off season, if you can call it an off season, to prepare for the opponent what have you learned about BYU as you've prepared for game one well you know it was a it was a very competitive game last year obviously I mean we were uh, you know just able to pull it out by the skin of our teeth and and it seems like regardless of of what the circumstances are uh, surrounding the game, you know, the game itself is always going to be competitive, no matter what, and that's that's been the case just about every year. And and uh, you know, we know their offensive line is very solid, and, and uh, you know, they've got the quarterback back, and and uh, some big kids up front on defense. So I don't expect this game to be any different than uh, you know the last you know, decade or two in the in the series where it's uh, you know it's a very hard fought game and. And uh, typically, it's come right down to the to the fourth quarter. There, you mentioned Zach Wilson just a second ago. He's coming off the shoulder surgery, but clearly changed the BYU offense once he was inserted as the starter towards the end of last season. What do you see from him specifically when you look at tape? Well, he's got some arm strength. There's no doubt about that. A nice release. You know, gets the ball out quick. Uh, does a good job with his progressions. You know, going through his uh, his reads and. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that has a lot of poise in the pocket. And one thing that's underrated, I think, about him is, is mobility. You know, he's, he's got escapability and, and uh, pretty elusive back there. And he got out on us a couple, three or four times last year and really, really hurt us with some of those runs. What is your greatest memory as a player at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, is there a game or a moment that stands out for you among any other? Oh, wow, that's a tough question. I don't know if I can pinpoint just one. Um, oh, gosh, it was so long ago, too. I mean, you're testing me now. But it was, <laughs> it was you know, to be able to play for Lavelle and, more importantly, play for my father. You know, he was my mm-hmm. position coach and our defensive coordinator. It was a great experience to be able to do that and and uh, really value that time that I had there with him and in and, and the program. And, and so I don't know if I can give you, you know, uh, favorite moment there, but I can tell you the favorite moment was in the Holiday Bowl when we played SMU, and then he ended up pulling out that game. I think that was probably my favorite game that uh, ever played as a as a Cougar. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that would put that as their favorite game. Kyle, last thing before I let you go, and I appreciate your time. Uh, just a couple of keys to the game from your perspective. Well, in an opener, anything can happen, and so there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, you know, both teams, I'm sure, game planning with a pretty broad scoped uh, plan that can handle you know all the different types of things that they possibly could see and so I think that the key will be uh, you know to be poised and and you know try to be as efficient as possible you know eliminate those drive killing things you know illegal procedures and, and holding penalties and drop balls and those type of things and and so I think that's just pretty much the mo and an opener is there's a lot of unknowns but if you can you know play hard and cover up some of those mistakes you're going to make and, and the team that makes the fewest mistakes typically is going to win in an opener Kyle I appreciate you uh, taking the time I really do appreciate it thank you so much okay Jason thanks for having me on all right, that's the head coach of the University of Utah tonight. Taking on the BYU Cougars. You're going to hear it all right here. We'll send you up to Greg, Riley, and Mitchell coming up in just a few minutes, but we'll take a quick timeout, come back and wrap things up from Cougar Canyon here on Cougar Pregame Live. We'll have more coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Final segment of Cougar Pregame Live. Let's get you caught up on some other scores going on in college football. Week one of the season. They are at the half, and uh, boy, this is uh, quite the blowout in this game. Number 17, Central Florida, uh, leading Florida A&M, just, uh, just barely eking out the halftime lead at 48 to nothing. A, a drubbing right now uh, in favor of the Knights. Also, number one Clemson shutting out Georgia Tech. It's 28 nothing in favor of Clemson. That game nearing halftime a minute to go in the second quarter. And also in the second quarter, number 12, Texas A&M on top of Texas State, 21 to nothing. All right, before we wrap things up, just a couple of keys for me. I really do think, and we were talking about this during Cougar Pregame Live, one of the biggest things that you look at, and, and it's somewhat cliché, when you talk about football, but the games are won in the trenches, and I really believe that's the way it's going to boil down tonight. We know how good BYU, or excuse me, Utah's defense is. We know how good they always are. Their defensive front is formidable. Kalani Satake said it may be one of the best defensive fronts we've, we will see all year. It may be the best in college football. They are going to be good. How will BYU's offensive line respond against a very, very good defensive front I think that's what it's going to boil down to and I can tell you right now in watching the BYU offensive line talking with the, with coaches and everything they are very high on these guys they all had opportunities to get significant playing time you have most of your starters returning these are young talented guys who have been in this game they know how it felt to lose in Salt Lake City last year when they were up 20 in the third quarter that is the matchup for me BYU's offensive line versus Utah's defensive line. That is going to be a wrap for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, it's the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live was brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also proudly supported by Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get head coach Kalani Sataki's thoughts on today's game. It's the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank, for banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar football fans. And for the first time in the 2019 college football season, welcome inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. As for the first time in their long and storied rivalry history, BYU and Utah play each other in a season opener. It's the Cougars' latest crack at ending what has turned into an eight-game, nine-year claim on Wasatch Front bragging rights. I'm your play-by-play commentator and Making his broadcast crew debut is the former Cougar quarterback, the sling and scrambling southpaw, 
Riley Nelson. And uh, Riley, it's a professional and uh, personal pleasure to welcome you to the broadcast booth. We both know how high a bar Mark Lyons set as your predecessor. And as much as I love Mark and miss Mark and just got to say hello to Mark up here, I'm equally excited to be working uh, with you and have you as a partner. Uh, Cougar fans and I enjoyed watching you do your thing uh, when you were a BYU player. And, and I know that uh, we'll all enjoy hearing you do your thing now as a BYU broadcaster. Great to have you as a new teammate. It's great to be on the team. And, uh, you know, as a player, you get to create memories for uh, for the fans and for Cougar Nation. And now I'm in the lucky position to be able to share it with everyone. So couldn't be more excited about the opportunity and get the season kicked off. What a game and opportunity tonight, huh? Well, uh, neither Riley nor the Cougars are easing into 2019, certainly. It's uh, the Utes right out of the chutes, and expectations are as high as they've ever been for a Utah team picked to win the Pac-12. The BYU Cougars are not only out to stop a lengthy skid against their rivals, they're out to make some national noise, too, and beating a top 15 on college football's opening Thursday night would do just that. Coming up next, the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Kalani Sitake as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. The coach coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the coach of the Cougars. The Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Here once again is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, the last time BYU and Utah met, it was the final game of the 2018 regular season tonight. It's the first game of the 2019 regular season, and the Cougars and Utes are back at it. Last November's meeting in Salt Lake City was heartbreak on the hill. BYU lost leads of 20 to nothing and 27 to 7 as the Utes came back for a 35-27 victory and an eighth straight rivalry win. It was the 13th time in the last 16 meetings that the neighbors to the north have emerged victorious. And most of those games have come down to the final series or even final plays. Simply put, BYU-Utah is closely contested consistently. And BYU head coach Kalani Sitake has seen it from both sides. He helped uh, earn some narrow wins as a Utah coach and has taken some tough losses as a BYU coach. And a short time ago, I chatted with BYU head coach Kalani Sitake in our pregame interview brought to you, as always, by Zions Bank for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. We talked about uh, the predictable unpredictability of this series because while you know it's going to be tight, you almost never know what the deciding factors will be. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I have it be the first game of the year. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I, uh, I think we're ready for it. So uh, I'm just excited to see our guys play. Um, yeah, other than that, really anything goes when it comes to this game. All I care about is that uh, we come up the victor at the end of it. People asking me these days, how's Kalani? You've been around him a little bit. I say he's, he's got like a quiet confidence. Feels good about his guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is about me. I think the guys, um, uh, you know, I feed off of their energy. And so I've been really in, in – um, in touch with uh, in connection with the players uh, quite a bit this year and and uh, have really left a lot of the the scheming and strategy up to the, the assistant coaches and uh, although I, I'm involved in that as well I think that uh, my main job is to get the culture of the team thriving and so I, I really feel good about how it's going and you know I, every once in a while I have some things that I add when it comes to the strategy and the scheming part of the game and on offense defense special teams but I've been really really pleased with how everything's going and just uh, really excited to see them play. The last time you beat a ranked team was last year in Madison against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And and I think after the game, you almost kind of went back to before the game and how you felt going into it. Um, what was what was interesting about that weekend or maybe similar to maybe how you might feel coming into a game against a ranked team tonight? 
Very similar. Um, you know, I, I don't like I said. I'm not really worried about the end result, but we weren't either when we were playing Wisconsin. We were more concerned with the process and the and enjoying the moment. And um, you know, this year I think uh, this team is really excited about the 60 minutes we're going to be given. Um, you know, and and, and uh, if we need more, then great. But right now we're guaranteed 60 minutes, <clears throat> and these guys, I want them to enjoy every second that's on that clock. And and uh, make a lot of memories, you know. I think that um, once we do that, I think I think the end result will work in our favor if we focus on just enjoying the moment and uh, focus on on the task at hand, which is one play at a time. What do you hope BYU fans see from the Cougar offense tonight? Well, I think Grimes has been echoing this all off season and even into camp, and that's um, the ability to put points on the board, but also get get uh, Zach in a position where he can just feel comfortable and make big plays, and so. Um, what that means, I don't know. I think we, we're, we're open to do whatever it takes to win and score points. And um, it, it's kind of rather than wait to see what Utah does, I think we just throw the first punch and then keep throwing them as we go along. And um, I've asked him to be aggressive. He, he's, he's already in line with that. So uh, they've been doing that all camp, and I expect to see the same thing in, in, uh, in the game tonight. You talked about getting your quarterback to game one at 100%. That was always the end objective, and you think you've done that with Zach Wilson? Definitely, and I, I feel really confident in his ability now. And you know, he, he's been—I think he's been wanting to do this three weeks ago, as far as this week's prep and uh, allowing him to throw and not be worried about a pitch count and be more concerned with getting the practice and the plays done. It's been really nice. I—I I, I mentioned it before at the show, you know that. I forgot that he was hurt, that he had a, 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 an injury to his shoulder earlier. And so uh, that's that's kind of a good thing. And, and um, I've been really pleased with the way our guys have really worked and been mindful about their bodies, their rest, and um, their preparation for this game. Okay. Defensively, how much do you hope to uh, dictate uh, to what Coach Andy Ludwig is going to want to do with his Utah offense? Well, I think he, he's going to try to establish the running game. I think there's no secret about that. And they have a, a great running back but uh, in Moss. But I think they're going to try to – also um, allow their their senior quarterback and Huntley to throw the ball a little bit and and you know he's a captain for them so he's he's a guy that's probably added a little bit more muscle onto his frame and so I think they're expecting him to be a little bit of pocket presence and throwing the ball we have to disrupt his timing and disrupt his the, the his action when they do pass but they have different ways to throw the ball whether it's a quick pass or screens or even play action pass with with a lot of protection, uh, we have to find ways to disrupt it. And if that means that we have to do it with our base defense, great. Uh, but if we have to add more, then we have to do that as well. But I think the key is, is seeing what they're trying to establish. They've mentioned that they were going to establish the run game. That I don't know if that's really true, but we'll see, right? And, and uh, I think I think that's where they would be leaning to towards. But I think the battle with our D-line against our O-line, I think that's going to be really important for us to win that one. Okay. Do you think there's any one factor beyond what you just mentioned that might be an overriding uh, uh, contributor to tonight's result we just have to play loose and have fun i think um in years past have been really tight and and afraid to make mistakes and that that you know i'm not really concerned about um uh, turnovers as much as being aggressive and just playing and letting it fly right we got nothing to lose uh this is a team that's heavily favored over us and so we've been in this position before i kind of like it you know and so uh we thrive in these situations and I think these guys are ready for the moment, and, and uh, I want them to have fun with it. It's, it's a crazy thing to do when you, when you, as a coach, you go back to the basics, which is remember what it was like when you first fell in love with this game. And um, having those guys rem- remind themselves of why they did this in the first place, and they have a wonderful fan base that's backing them up and ready to y- yell and shout 
and rise and shout tonight. So I, I think uh, let's play play with the fans and have fun with them and, and use them to our advantage. And you got to greet that fan base through the uh, new oh. Cougar Canyon Cougar Walk tonight. That was amazing. I, I mean, I, I got pumped up. I was sweating like crazy because I, I wanted to dance and hang out with them. And, you know, for a moment there, I, I forgot that I was actually coaching, had to go get the guys ready in the, in the locker room. But uh, I, you could feel their energy and the anticipation and the uh, excitement, you know. They, they want to yell and, and scream and, and have a lot of fun. So uh, why not give them what they want? And that, that's our plan. And I want our guys to let loose and just have a lot of fun tonight. Sounds great. Kalani, good luck tonight. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. That is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake, hoping that tonight BYU can begin to reestablish its winning ways at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, bringing us to the homie home field advantage brought to you by homie who reminds you that there's no place like home playing in front of cougar fans who have your back homie's got your back saving you sweet cash when buying or selling a home call it your homie home field advantage and winning and tonight we see that it's been a while since BYU's had an ending a season at least with a winning home record it last happened in 2016 BYU's gone five and seven at home since time to turn that around Time for a break, and as we step away, a reminder that title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the ex- expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Our preview of BYU and Utah continues next. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, a classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Also by Utah Honda Dealers. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU and Utah. The 94th renewal of a rivalry that has recently gone Utah's way. BYU's last win in the series came in this venue almost 10 years ago. The Cougars tonight are determined to end a decade of dismay against their in-state brethren. I'm Greg Rubel with Riley Nelson in our broadcast booth. Joining Riley and me, on-site engineers Barry Squires and Blake McMullen, statistician Ralph Sokolowski, spotter McKay Perry. Our pregame halftime postgame host is Jason Shepard. While down on the field, it's former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens reporting from the Zions Bank end zone. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. The rest of our broadcast crew consisting of BYU radio engineer Sean Fate, coordinating producer Terry South, control board operator Tanner Rawl, along with broadcast interns Nate Slack and James Havel here at the stadium, and interns Jeff Carroll, Hayden Wallace, and Max Clark in studio. We are coming to you on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. You can hear us over the air on BYU Radio 89.1 FM HD2 along with KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are on network affiliates in the Intermountain West, including new affiliate KDXU in St. George, and we are streaming on the BYU Radio, BYU Cougars, BYU Game Day, and KSL Radio apps. We are streaming at BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You will also get archives, commercial break free, and posted quarter by quarter at BYURadio.org and on the BYU Football Podcast. Well, in stark contrast, 
to their last meeting in late November 2018. In August of 2019, both BYU and Utah are as healthy as they're going to be at any point this year. And while the Cougs' injury woes have played a part in last year's loss, the Utes were also shorthanded. Their two best players are back in Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss, two best offensively at least. Riley, by the end of last year's game, BYU is kind of running on fumes. And uh, this time around, the tank is full, and so is the confidence meter. Uh, Kalani and his guys don't have the rivalry swagger that Utah has earned, certainly, but they don't in any way believe that Utah's left BYU behind or anything. Uh, the close games testify to the fact that these two teams are still a good match for one another. No question. You know, Hall of Fame coach Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record says you are. And uh, obviously, 0-8 uh, in the last eight games is, is not as encouraging one. I think this matchup might be an exception to that rule. And if we're going to talk about records, one thing that makes me really encouraged for tonight is uh, the record of 9-1. and one. That's what BYU is in openers, including five straight. So something's got to give. Uh, one of the streaks has got to give. And tonight, uh, I- I'm feeling confident, like you said, Kalani and the boys are that, uh, you know, the, the home opener and breaking the streak in the rivalry is something that's possibly going to happen. More of the Cougar kickoff shows coming up after we tell you that this season, BYU football and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $500 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Our BYU football pregame coverage continues right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back inside LaBelle Edwards Stadium in Provo for more of the Cougar Kickoff Show, brought to you in part by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, when Zach Wilson makes his first throw tonight, he'll be looking to complete his 20th consecutive pass, a streak dating back to the last two games of last season. The all-time BYU record, by the way, is 22 in a row, set by Steve Young over two games back in 1982. Now, regardless of how many more consecutive completions Wilson ends up with tonight, every throw and every hit he takes will be a sort of referendum on his repaired throwing shoulder. Riley, you know well the process Zach has gone through to get ready for tonight. All indications are he's all the way back, and Jeff Grimes says he can still make every throw that he will, will, will be required tonight. There's no question, and I had the opportunity to chat with Zach a couple times uh, throughout the summer and then also in fall camp, and he's taken the attitude that there are no excuses. He, uh, you know, did his homework and making sure that he got treated by the best doctors, the best rehab, and was able to work with some of the best trainers out there in the biz to make sure he maintained the mechanics of his integrity so that no accuracy, arm strength, or touch on his throw was lost. So according to Zach's own record, and and from what I've seen, I can testify to it as well, I don't expect to see... uh, any difference from last year if anything it might be a little bit better and uh, everything that, that came to us out of camp was that uh, the zip is there and uh, as Kalani said in our pregame I almost forgot that he had the thing uh, had the surgery he looked that good so and I mentioned your personal uh, uh, knowledge of this you had a similar deal right when you were a player I did I and keep it everyone keep in mind this was uh, this is not a traumatic event it's an overuse essentially it comes from uh, you know throwing a lot and, and when you're a young kid you know Zach even told me he thinks he recognized the first symptoms of this back playing at Corner Canyon but it is one of those things that over time it can get progressively worse and uh, when it gets prepared just because you're young and you're not used to you know warming up properly and taking care of your arm after but um, he's you know he's gone he's gone through the rehab he looked great in camp I I think the shoulder is a non-story and it's all about how many balls he can put in the end zone Time again for a break and time for You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight, we're going with a BYU football trivia question. In the Cougars' last game, their 49-18 bowl win over Western Michigan, BYU set a new NCAA record. 
and it wasn't the one for completions. What was it? The answer next as the Cougar Kickoff Show continues from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> Leading you up to BYU and Utah, let's give you the answer in tonight's BYU football trivia question in our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. In the Cougars' last game, that 49-18 bowl win over Western Michigan, BYU set not an NCAA but a BYU record, a new BYU record. The question is, what was it? And the answer is fewest third down attempts. BYU had only uh, six third downs in the game. They were three for six on third downs, a good 50%, but only six third down attempts. They were doing so well on first and second. They only got to six, uh, a third down six times all night, and that is you be the judge presented by Legally Mind. Now, in in games as closely played as these BYU-Utah games have been, the importance of turnovers, of course, magnified, and in this rivalry, BYU's giveaways have been decisive. BYU's last win in this series was in 2009. Not coincidentally, that was the last rivalry game in which the Cougars did not turn the ball over a single time. In eight straight losses to Utah since, BYU's turned the ball over at least once in every game, multiple times in six games. And most crucially, BYU's allowed seven Utah defensive touchdowns over the last seven meetings. Riley, if these games are all being determined by a touchdown or less, and Utah's averaging a touchdown per game on defense, well, that's a problem. And last year's pick six on the hill didn't lose the game, but it got Utah back in the game. No question. It turned. It completely turned it, and it gave the offense confidence that uh, you know they could come. It, first of all, it gave them a free seven-point chunk out of a twenty-point lead. It gave, of course, the crowd was starting to doubt, and not you know, and think that maybe they weren't going to pull one out here, and uh, so it completely turned the conjecture of that game. Really, what I'm focused on, though. As much as the seven troubles me, the zero. I'm looking for us to put up. It's now our turn. Let's get a special teams or a defensive touchdown on them and see what happens once we start playing from an equal playing field because I'd like our chances if we can get a momentum-swinging play like that. All right, coming up more from Riley Nelson. And we hear from sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens as our preview of BYU and Utah continues live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Right, the BYU and Utah coming up. The kickoff time has officially been slid to 825 Mountain Time. When they announce the 815 games, that usually means 820, and 820 is now slid to 825. So kickoff is roughly 12 minutes away here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's pause now for our national anthem.
national anthem. And a Hill Air Force Base flyover as well. Well, last year in the FBS, the median scoring average was roughly 29 points per game. BYU just shy of that at 27.2 against Utah last year. BYU scored 27. So how important is getting more than 28 or that 29 number? Well, BYU 23-2 in the last 25 when they score more than 28 points. However, BYU's now played 10 straight against P5s without scoring more than 28. Now against Utah, the last game with that number was uh, the Beck-Taharlene game, 33-31. Riley, we know that Utah makes it hard to score. They're good. Uh, but we know that BYU's primary offensive objective this season is a more explosive offense, and a more explosive offense should be a more higher-scoring offense. And it's a tough way to test it with Utah's defense as good as it is, but man, it'd be nice to see the BYU offense really begin to, again, carry this team and not just have to have the defense keep them in, but really explode against a good team. No question. That's something that I'm looking for and, and wanting as well. And as I was thinking about this, I thought, who better to do it than a couple guys who were on this staff in Coach Roderick and Coach Satake, right? It wasn't very long ago when these guys were running Utah's offense and Utah's defense. Roderick getting reps against these guys every day as their offensive coordinator. And Kalani, who was in those meeting rooms, you know, devising a scheme that largely hasn't changed over the years. They play basically the same kind of defense that they've put up there. So I think with the talent of back, the continuity that Utah, or that BYU's had within their staff, uh, we are set up for that offensive explosion. All right, bringing in now our sideline reporter, Mitchell Jurgens from the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And, Mitch, it's never happened before, a season opener quite like this. BYU's used to P playing P5 openers, certainly in its past. Utah, meantime, uh, usually eases into the season a bit with lower caliber competition. It'll be interesting, I think, to see how sharp both sides are out of the blocks here in game one. Yeah, Greg, looking at past seasons, you know, BYU fans have to be feeling pretty optimistic about the situation. You know, Utah, they have had a history of slow starts against lower quality opponents, while BYU has won, you know, five, five straight uh, season openers, uh, three of which were, um, were power five opponents. Um, so, you know, with, with all that aside, though, you know, looking at percentages, reports, uh, predictions of who's going to win the game, you put all that aside, and this is BYU versus Utah. Um, and it's going to be a game. You know, with eight months of preparation for such dialed-in focus for this game, uh, I can see both teams coming out with so much intensity and aggression. Um, and so, you know, I'm not sure how sharp it's going to be. Um, and so I have a feeling that penalties are going to play a big part of this game one. Um, and so, you know, if BYU can, can have fewer penalties, I think they have a better shot at winning this game, you know, this home opener against Utah. Now, you've got a pretty good view from it down there. It's going to be close to a full house. What a, what a great-looking Lavelle Edwards Stadium tonight. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's a packed house, and this is what we wanted, you know, as, as a player, and, and this is what's so exciting about home openers is we're 0-0. We're I mean, there's, there's no record right now, and, and everyone's feeling optimistic. The energy is, I mean, it's, it's loud already, and, and so this is going to be a fun game for sure. Mitch, thank you. 91 degrees as we approach kickoff, so a warm night along the Wasatch Front. Riley Nelson's keys to the game, the coin toss, and the opening kick coming up. This has been the Cougar Kickoff Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.